2: I'm Jeremy Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Hey, Sam, put your name at the top of
1: his
3: list. little surprise for you, fellas. Thought that was a good way to start the show today. Yeah. Sad news of the day. Toby Keith, country music icon, passed away after a, uh, what, about two-year battle with stomach, uh, stomach cancer? Yeah. 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 Very sad. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it, man. And you
2: had a great story about Toby Keith because, obviously, he played for the troops many times. Oh, yeah.
3: And how did this go? Well, the the story actually came from a former uh, attorney general, I believe, of Nevada who had served in the the military and told this story about uh, he was playing overseas in Iraq uh, for the troops. And the concert's getting underway, and all of a sudden, they start taking mortar fire. You know, explosions, Holy cow. shots are ringing out, all of that. Toby Keith rushed off stage. Soldiers, of course, duck and cover, do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Except Toby Keith stuck around. So when the skirmish was over, when the immediate emergency was over, the dude goes back out on stage and plays the rest of his concert. Wow. <laughs> that is dedication, man. That's awesome, man. That's really cool.
2: The other
4: guys leave when they get hit with a battery to their head or something. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah. Just, you know, thought about that, saw that in the news. I know a lot of people were sad to hear that news today, just thought that was a good way to start. Yeah, I, well, I
4: listened to I Love This Bar today. That was always my favorite Toby Keith song.
2: Yeah. Uh, that. I mean, there are so many yeah. that are just a whole lot of fun. We'll get to a little bit later on. Um, you're here to remind
3: us, David, the border is secure. Well... It's been weird now that you have this uh, bipartisan border security bill, which spends most of the money on Ukraine, um, not our own southern border, Uh, and, you know, the Democrats are out there saying, hey, look, Republicans, (laughs) you know, if we don't pass this, the crisis is on you now, which is weird. Because for years, their take has been the border is not in a state of crisis. Actually, it's fine. It's secure. There's a challenge. uh, But it's a worldwide challenge. And, uh, you know, we're managing it really, really well. And so here's a little montage here to remind you. Oh, my goodness.
5: My Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not.
3: Do you continue to maintain that the
1: border is secure? Yes, and we are working huh. day in and day out to enhance its security. The no. border is secure. Let me be clear. The border is not nope. open.
6: And as you see, as I just laid out, our plan is indeed working. My
7: mm-hmm. extreme MAGA Republican colleagues oh, that guy. create a fictional argument around what's happening
1: at the border. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders.
8: We should be saying, Gosh, okay, it. that's a good job there. The
5: border is not open, and to say so is not only false... It's really an insult to the brave men and women of the Border Patrol who work every day to keep us safe.
2: And now Ah! some people thought it was inhumane when I said dog collar, shock collar on Mayorkas. And every time he lies, you shock him. I think that would have been more effective with border security than anything else we've done because he just continues to lie. And now finally they admit it's a crisis. It's infuriating. Well, they- By the way, and another question, sorry to go off on something else here, this bipartisan bill, right? Yeah. How is it bipartisan? Because the word is, Mitch McConnell is telling all the Republicans, <laughs> well, don't, don't vote for this. Because now we've taken the temperature of the American people and they don't like it.
3: What, you thought it was good before? Yeah, well, I mean, they. so one of the guys who was instrumental from the Republican Party was James Langford, Republican senator out yes. of Oklahoma. Who is trying to defend this bill as a great compromise? The problem is, I think it was—I uh, I don't want to mention the wrong person. I don't remember if it was Miranda Vine or somebody else who, okay. who who pointed out. I mean, they they threw this guy into his first real major negotiation on a on a significant policy issue, um, and he got uh, and, and and essentially was a babe in the woods. Was the was the word here? There is a lot of naivete that goes into that or outright hostility towards the Republican voting base. It's one or the other. He was not up for the job because really what happened, that guy got dog walked around D.C. Yep. And then also fell into the most obvious trap that has ever existed in American politics. It didn't
2: secure the border. It didn't stop human trafficking. I mean, all these things it's supposed to do. All it is is a win for the Democrats, but it doesn't change anything about people coming in illegally. It's crazy. And then you hear, well, it was actually Mitch McConnell that sent Langford out there yeah. to carry this out, which, of course, he's now called Glitch McConnell because <laughs> there was another glitch, and he forgot how to think there for a minute again. <laughs> oh, I think this will be good. Oh. Maybe,
3: maybe, he's maybe, got to go. Maybe what actually happened was somebody asked Mitch McConnell, who do you think we should send to these high-level talks? And he said, well, uh, James Langford Mitch, Mitch. What he meant to actually say was right. Langford is not the guy, but right. because the guy spaced out for 45 seconds, they just assumed he was he was yeah. going to go ahead and say Langford anyway.
2: Unreal, man. It is so frustrating to see what's going on and it just so happened I'm listening to this interview yesterday. It's a dude from Sky News Australia, Paul Murray, who does a hit uh, with megan Kelly, and she does a hit on his show, and she's saying this border security. What about Australia? You have you know these kinds of issues. How do you deal with
9: this? You know, I mean, the whole idea is that there's a front door, and in the same way that you don't cut the line when you go to Disney, if you still go to Disney, you don't cut the line when you're going to a diner or you're sitting down to a restaurant. You don't cut the line when it comes to immigration. If you fill out the paperwork, if you are you know. This amazing to be able to become a citizen. It'll happen if you've got a skill for our country. That's fantastic But otherwise no and-
2: right and hang on a second and this the other thing It's like this reminder because you've been gaslit for so long about how you should think about immigration It's good to have a reminder of common sense. This is the way it's supposed to be
9: before people are indoctrinated yeah. to just roll out the red carpet for anybody And you needed to send a message, and this is sort of the the, the key message that I want to get to Americans, is you've got to have the idea that you have a country worth protecting by having a border, and you have to draw the line to say it is a privilege to be here, not a right that will be afforded to you if you can find a way to get here.
4: And... Jeez, that kind of sound logic
2: just won't fly.
9: Oh, is xenophobic, <laughs>
2: racist, right? All those different things. And it was just refreshing because you used to hear these thoughts about immigration until people were shouted down and, you know, talking about Australia. Well, they, they'll send the Navy out. They, you know, get a boat on a radar. Oh no, 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 this isn't happening. And they don't put them in hotels. They put them in less than desirable, you know,
9: situations. Listen to this. Another one of the fundamental issues that that, that we cleared up in our political language and in and around our debates 20 years ago was there is a difference between legal immigration and illegal immigration. But if I turn on MSNBC, they refer to people that are crossing the the southern border by their millions as migrants, as if they're exactly the same as the people who came from, you know, World War II. uh
2: Which, by the way, is why... At least in my opinion, you always have to say whether it's illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, whatever it is. No, it's illegal. There's a difference. There is a clear difference to people that do it the right way and people that don't.
9: Crying out loud um, to the United States to build the country. This is part of the problem, which is about how you view these people. Now, are they human? Should they be treated humanely? Of course. Yeah. But there's a front door and that's the only thing that matters about the system. So the offshore processing is about having a deterrent. Now, obviously, the numbers we're talking here are nowhere near the millions that you're dealing with in the United States. But it's very simple. If you end up in Mexico... And you're trying to come from somewhere way back uh, you know, down the map. Well, guess what? Mexico's the safe place to go. America's not the safe place to go. So America has every right to say, well, bugger off. You can go back to the nearest safe country. Yes, <laughs>
5: bugger off!
2: Because that's the way it was supposed to be. Well, You're a refugee, you're an asylum seeker, it's the next closest country.
4: You know, I just want you to know that Jesus was an undocumented immigrant. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> people, stop with that. Oh my, but I, I've seen it. I You've know. have seen it. Yes. Hey, you people. All Jesus was an undocumented immigrant.
2: And where are you giving your money to? <laughs> right. What poor children in what country are you supporting is my question. Right. Do you rather spend most of the people on the left? Yeah. It is nothing. A million dollars
4: with that message.
2: Yes. Okay.
3: Meanwhile. Uh, You have an update on the great economy we have right now, David. Yeah, I know. It's kind of fascinating watching uh, uh, mainstream media outlets saying, well, if you look at CPI going down, uh, then people's uh, fears about inflation in the economy are unfounded. Again, the analyst who just shops at Walmart has been undefeated for years at this point. Uh, When it comes to gauging how the economy is. But it's because these people don't shop at Walmart. The analysts don't do that. Um, Credit card delinquencies uh, surged more than 50% last year as total consumer debt swelled to $17.5 trillion, according to the New York Federal Reserve. Okay. Debt that has transitioned into serious delinquency or 90 days or more past due increased across multiple categories during the year but none more so than credit cards so people have been buying groceries on credit people have been putting all all all, all manner of things on credit because they may not have had the cash um and they're screwed right now okay why um, do people not like the economy huh. it's
2: really frustrating because we also talked about as far as car loans and people being upside down and the average are 6 grand in the hole. Yeah. I, it, owing more than the car's worth. Oh yeah. But we keep hearing about oh no no no. You just don't understand the economy's great. All right. Whatever you say. Meanwhile, uh we got a problem right now with the president. Uh, this is, you know, some would say an ongoing issue.
3: Um but he's talking to dead people again. Yeah, he is. I don't know how this happened, so he, but it he, did again, didn't it? Given a speech, and uh, well, he's telling the story about going to the G7 summit in England right after he was elected, uh, and he talked about meeting the president of France. Now, the, the president of France is Emmanuel Macron, Uh huh. except he brings up Francois Mitterrand, who died in 1996 whoopsie
5: right right after i was elected i went to a, what they call a g7 meeting all the nato leaders i was in it was in the south of england and i sat down and i said america's back and meter from germany i mean from france looked at me and said uh, s- said you know what why how, how long are you have <laughs> Your
2: reaction to that? God, Scott. I mean, it's just
5: like get on with it,
2: man.
4: I mean, when you talk to dead people, that should be front and center in your brain when you get ready to speak. Like if he's one of these robots on TV, he's got smoke coming out of his ears. Like the bolts are moving in his neck. I don't.
2: He's wait. What are you, What are you waiting for? I don't know, man. It's
3: it's crazy. He's
2: it's freaking a clairvoyant. A <laughs> <confused>. <laughs>
3: yeah, It's like Germany, France, alive, dead, who cares? Whatever, right. well, I'm talking it to matter. them all. Whatever. Okay. So he meant Macron. He just forgot. I think right? so. But then he also we, forgot what the punchline of the joke was. Y- yes. Okay.
2: Oh, update on the migrants released after the cop beat down. We'll get to that much more coming up.
10: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
2: Chilly winter mornings are perfect for staying under the covers and having breakfast in bed.
3: HelloFresh knows that, and they're giving away one free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery for life.
4: That means while you're a HelloFresh subscriber, not only will you enjoy your pick of the tasty dinner recipes they're known for, you'll also enjoy breakfast for free.
2: HelloFresh actually has you covered for every mealtime occasion with a delicious array of quick lunches, sides, snacks, apps,
3: desserts, and more. And not only does HelloFresh help you cut back on extra trips to the grocery Store, but their pre-portioned ingredients help eliminate excess food waste. This
4: new year, make eating better and saving money a priority, and make it easy with America's number one meal kit.
2: Join HelloFresh today and get free breakfast for life with code MVCR
3: FREE at hellofresh.com/mvcrfree. That's one free breakfast item per box while subscription is active with code MVCR FREE at hellofresh.com/mvcrfree.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I just saw on the news crawl that uh, people here illegally getting 40% more than people on Snap. People are ticked. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. It's nuts, man. And I saw this update out of the New York Post. You know, the people here illegally, these young dudes that beat up the cops and then flipped everybody off when they got out. Oh, God. That's
4: one thing I did see while I was gone. It it was soaked. Irritating to me.
2: Oh, it's infuriating. Just. Well, authorities now say um, (laughs) the group involved in the assault is being eyed in a larger conspiracy in which the immigrants use Apple Pay on stolen phones to buy cars and pools. (laughs) I see that. It's like cars and pools. What are you talking about? Apparently, believe the migrants steal phones from victims, then use Apple Pay and credit cards to make large purchases back in their home countries. Ah, So they're buying cars back in Ecuador and Venezuela. They're putting pools in their homes. All this money is going back and forth. That's why the larcenies are going out of control. It's unbelievable what they're doing. Holy smokes. Yeah. So they believe the activities are organized and gang related, but aren't sure which gangs or crews are involved at this point because we don't know who they are. No. Asylum seekers, (sighs) you're telling me. Yeah, there's one gang, Tren Diagra, from Venezuela. That's one being eyed. So uh, we'll wait and see what the story is. By the way, they also were thought to have gone to a faith-based charity who provided their bus tickets to California to get out of there. But now authorities think it was taxpayer money used instead. Well, there you go. So, yeah, that's the update on that. It's just crazy, man. Speaking crazy, you know, sometimes I'll see a link to a story in the New York Post, and you go to the New York Post, and then all these other stories pop up, and you're like, What? I mean, there's all this crazy stuff everywhere, it seems like, in the Post. This headline Sex noises from San Diego massage parlor interrupt church services, lead to prostitution bust. Oh, gosh. Like, what? (laughs) Story goes. Lurid sex noises echoing out of a San Diego massage parlor and into a nearby church reportedly spurred a police investigation that led to four arrests and a bust of an alleged brothel. No NFL owners involved. Oh, that's to good, this, at yeah. least at well, this point. That's good. Um yeah, apparently cops fielded numerous complaints from businesses and residents near the ocean spa massage parlor. Which range from reports, noises to local scene people. Uh, in cars. Getting busy. In uh, cars? Yes. Well, why do you have to bother yourself with actually right, walking into the place? Well, have somebody come out here to the car. curbside, curbside
4: service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that started during COVID.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. So after the complaints, people could hear it. They call the cops. They go in. And, yes, then the arrests are made. We are living in insane times. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, David, biggest
3: story today, if you had to name one. Uh, I think it's the ongoing fallout from the bipartisan border security bill that provides more money to secure Ukraine's borders than ours. Um, and, you know, the toughest parts of this bill can be magically erased by the president if he thinks it's in the national interest. So or for, Mayorkas. Right. So for those who are saying, well, look, there are pretty strict guidelines here that would actually shut down the border under the current circumstances. Well, that's great, except they can also uh, undo that if they so choose. So it's not really that tough of, of a border bill. And bipartisan. How many Republicans were a part of this? <laughs> One,
2: yeah, bra- All right, we'll get to that and a round of what's your story straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So who told America to go to hell?
3: Well, Somebody did that? Yeah, dude, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough, and I'm only going to bring this up because apparently this is the guy who's advising the president, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, Scott missed that story. Yeah, Axios report that not only does Joe Biden obsessively watch Morning Joe on MSNBC, but Joe Scarborough and uh, Mika Brzezinski, his, like, you know, very disappointed wife, always, uh, they have conversations with the president about policy.
4: Well, I mean, that's a great resource.
3: <laughs> no, no, Yeah, okay, unhinged as possible. Yeah, that that's good. He's really mad that Republicans aren't happy about the border security deal that's been reached by Senate leadership. He had an absolute meltdown while yelling about House Speaker Mike Johnson, very healthy person. Uh, Joe Scarborough is well all the reasons
2: that's been pointed out it doesn't work it doesn't do anything the chaos will continue
9: Mike Johnson to America go to hell Mike Johnson to America drop dead Mike Johnson to Israel drop dead Mike Johnson to Ukraine drop
8: dead
2: (laughs) okay I mean thankfully this guy is not a part of it anymore That's ridiculous.
4: Broken people need jobs, too.
2: I mean, dude. You know, it reminds me of the buddy I talked to a couple of weeks ago. I brought this up on the show that used to watch Morning Joe. I mean, and, and, you know, politically, we're far apart. Still friends. He's like, I can't watch that anymore. It's not good. It's not good for me. It's nothing but a sea of negativity. And now I'm totally hearing it. Another year. Another year of fentanyl streaming across the border. Another year of illegal immigrants streaming across the border. Biden could fix it now, you dope. You don't understand that? You have to know that. You have to be playing a role. You're not that dumb, are you? All because
9: Donald Trump told Mike Johnson... The same Donald Trump who said he wanted a depression. He wanted Americans' uh, retirements destroyed. He wanted their economy destroyed so he could get reelected.
2: The same Donald Trump that your wife got excited to see at dinner every time you were at Mar a Lago. You yeah. still bitter, dude?
9: Donald Trump is now telling Mike Johnson, I want the border open for another year.
3: Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah, obviously. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Again, it it makes a lot more sense when you watch that program and you put yourself in the mindset that what I'm really seeing is a group therapy session in an insane asylum meant for liberal boomers. Yeah. When I look at it
2: through that prism, it makes more sense. Thank you, David. Yeah. All right, now it's that part of the show. Do it every day about this time. Go around the table. may not be the biggest
3: story out there, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? I, I can't even really call this a news story. I just think it's really, 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 really funny. Okay. And uh, one of those things where if you like Donald Trump, you, you appreciate this. If you don't like Donald Trump, you can appreciate it. It's just good humor, and to me at least. Uh, okay. What it is, and this is done by a guy on Instagram named Dan Wilder Maldonado, All right. who did this side-by-side of Obama announcing that we'd killed Osama bin Laden, and Trump announcing that we'd killed the uh, founder of ISIS, or one of the founders of ISIS, Abu Oh,
8: yeah.
3: <laughs> and And there's a laugh track under there and everything because i think it, it 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 just so perfectly paints the picture of like why it is that a lot of people actually gravitated towards trump and continue to do so to this day i don't know if that was the intent but i don't know the guy's politics who put this together i just think it's hilarious anyway here's the audio okay an
7: operation that killed osama bin laden abu Bakr <laughs> al Baghdadi. is dead <laughs> States launched a targeted operation against that compound. They did a lot of shooting and they did a lot of blasts, Even not going through the front door,
5: you know, you think you go through the door. If you're a normal person, you say, knock,
7: knock, may I come in? After a firefight, they killed Osama bin Laden and took custody of his body. He died like a dog. He's <laughs> not marked the end of our effort. A beautiful dog. <laughs> We give thanks for the men who carried out this operation. And I don't get any credit for this, but that's okay. I never do. (laughs) Here we are. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. And I'm writing a book. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) We conducted a
3: serious operation. There was a lot of shooting. They knocked in the front door. It's not like knock, knock. Here you go.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. That's good. Yeah.
9: Great going, Don. (laughs) Yes,
2: absolutely. Nice job. Uh, What do you have for your story today, Scott? Uh,
4: I just wanted to take a minute on this show to thank you guys that listen and to you guys in in particular for uh, just the kindness that was expressed to me and my family during the passing of my mom. Uh, my mom had been diagnosed with inoperable cancer about three weeks before she died. So she did not suffer long, which we're fortunate about, but, uh, the outpouring of gratitude from everybody was overwhelming. And I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really mean it. I'm going to miss my mom. Uh, and, and it is tough, but, uh, you made it much less tough by your kind words, prayers, thoughts, whatever. I appreciate it. Everybody.
2: Well, I mentioned you. this yesterday, um, the speech you gave at the funeral was really touching, really well done, and I thought honored your mom really well. Um, the, the day she passed, when we were talking about it, I had said a long battle with cancer because it was years ago she had battled cancer and kind of beat it. Beat it, yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. and then um, had you know a few other health issues, but nothing uncommon. So my apologies for that. It wasn't. It was more of a short thing. Yeah, it was very short. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I have not told you yet that I thought, um, because I think a lot of times when we're dealing with something sad, at least us off air and sometimes on air deal with it somehow with humor. And I thought you would enjoy this story because there is a mutual friend and he's really your friend. I know him through you and that's Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Um, And so I I just know Lloyd through you for well over 25 years now. And I love hanging out with him. He's just a great guy. And you feel like you know somebody. I don't know what his past was as far as being in a church or anything else. But during the service, there were a few hymns that were sung. And, you know, old school church, you're getting out the hymnal. Mm
8: -hmm.
2: And it reminded me of being a kid because I've been around a hymnal in a while. And he opens it up. Okay. Now, for me, I might go along with the singing at a very low volume where no one else could hear it because I don't feel like I could sing. Mm-hmm. I think Lloyd knew the songs and Lloyd was not too proud not to sing <laughs> for him. Yeah. I was like, wow, the things you learn about people. It was kind of wild. Yeah. Well, he was raised in a church. I know that. Okay.
4: Yeah, so he was familiar with the format, I think, yeah. I've never heard him sing before. Yeah, I, had, I, I don't know if I've I, ever I even, heard him sing.
2: I've been at I don't know how many shows, and we'll be belting out. When I look yeah. over at him, I don't see him singing along. He can actually sing. yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. So All was, right. Yeah, it was something. Well, man.
4: that's a good story. I did not know that. But anyway, it was a wonderful service. It was a good way to send Mom off. And um, like I said, we're fortunate, if anything, to know that she didn't suffer for very long. So Yeah. She was eighty five and she was my mom, so anyway it 's a weird feeling when you don 't have any parents anymore that 's a weird feeling when you just wake up I one bet. day and you you have no parents yeah, yeah but uh, but a lot of you already know that so
2: well it, great stories too about your mom and her dog and dogs in general um, there There was a level of humor yeah. in that service that I think she would have appreciated
4: well, truth i mean <laughs> the thing about my mom is she loved animals more than any more than life itself, I think but uh she was always very afraid i have two cats you guys know this i have two cats and she was always afraid i was either going to starve him to death yeah or they were going to freeze to death and, and right, you make sure that heat's hot enough in your pl- I it's mom <laughs> it's fine <laughs> That's why they have fur. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah. I told the story when you were in the hospital back in 2015 and seeing your mom up there all the time and her talking about feeding the dogs cheeseburgers and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, all these stories about going through the drive-thru. Well, I just couldn't. They were right there, and I knew they were hungry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was
4: just hilarious. So she'd bring one for herself and one for the dogs. Yes,
2: exactly. All right. Uh, For my story today, uh, one of the strangest transitions in radio history going from... That, that to another story. To about, Ice Cube. Yeah, well, uh, you know. She, that's what we're going to do. She liked Ice Cubes. Uh, ice Cube. <laughs> right, okay. Rapper, actor. Right. Um, remember when he had spoke out against Trump you know, very strongly and then said he would actually sit down and have a conversation with him? There was backlash. And apparently he's out of the club now. And he went on with Tucker Carlson. like, And Tucker sits down with Ice Cube, and I'll just roll out his first question
11: so why would you be doing this of all interviews I mean you could do an interview with anyone you're doing an interview with me obviously you're you're gonna take abuse for doing that like why would you do that
12: um because I think it's silly not to talk to people um I think whether we agree or not right that has nothing to do with it you know it's like this is what it's all about let's let's talk about it let's Let's debate.
11: And, and, you know, I've been shut Wait, out. that sounds like right wing extremism and <laughs> what about ism.
12: But I've been shut out. You know, some, some platforms will not have me on.
2: Okay. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is just to say to me, this is another example of hope that we all have of people having real conversations about what's going on, what are the best policies moving forward for everybody because of the more people wake up and see what the truth is, I think we're all gonna be in better shape as a country. And Ice Cube goes on.
12: They don't like that I'm, you know, an independent thinker. I'm not part of the herd. I'm not part of uh, the go-along-to-get-along gang, so to speak. So, um, you know, I'm an outsider. And so, you know, I'm not part of the club.
2: Uh oh. Yeah. And you see what happens every time someone oh, yeah. deviates with some part yeah. of an idea because that the far left is a cult. We all know it. And he's now been shunned. And he talks about he can't go on the view anymore. Used to, can't anymore.
12: You know, I tried to go on I tried to go on the view. They didn't have me on the view. Why? Um well a few of the guests just really didn't like where I was coming from. So uh, or a few of the hosts, I mean. So that's what I was told by the producers. You know, I don't know if the producers was just copping out and using some of the hosts to to not have me come on and explain myself, but you'd be a good booking for them. It would be, no doubt about it. And then it gets to the part where
2: he got shut out of Oprah too?
12: What? Uh, I don't know what it is, but you know, several of my you know, I had a movie called Barbershop. You know yeah um, I remember that that I wasn't invited to participate with the cast. I uh, produced a show called uh Black White uh and
2: I know for time we got to get to the
12: chase here. once again, they had the whole cast on, but I wasn't invited, and so I don't know on I don't Oprah, know what that's on an Oprah yeah, show. yeah, so I don't know what that's a,
11: really but but Oprah's obviously a saintly godlike figure who's <laughs> revered by all decent people. Why would she exclude you?
12: i really don't know but i think we all know i
2: know yeah i think we all know of course he does too and yeah because he's willing to sit down with trump and then what about biden he goes on to say that he talked to one advisor from the biden administration but nothing was ever done and he was gone after a year and so that thing is just shut down and he's just kind of left to the side because he's an independent thinker the more people wake up to that because he's still got a lot of influence I think you're going to see people voting in different ways. That's that's the hope. Okay, moving on. You know what uh, this Sunday is? You know what it is? The, What's that?
3: The the big game. Oh, buddy. Wink, wink. The yeah. Puppy Bowl.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Price Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Somebody's cleaning up, and
3: nobody likes a bragger. Yeah. Well, I I might be that guy <laughs> up like seven hundred plus bucks now. And wow. It's really easy to play. You you just pick two to six players. You check out their stat projections do a little bit of research. That's what I've done with the NBA, and I know nothing about the NBA. I don't follow the NBA, and I've been doing pretty well. You just pick more or less than their projected stats.
4: Yeah, and right now they got a little special thing going on. Heck, I I could win this one. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard... This Sunday, you win.
3: Yeah, that's wild. what? That is why What? Yeah, you can turn ten bucks into two hundred and fifty bucks with just a few taps. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, huge selection of players, sports, stats, options, and uh, yeah, I'm you know, getting a little bit of walking around cash for my effort too. Oh, boy. Uh, Price Picks, by the way, too, is the only
4: only one daily fantasy platform with injury insurance. That keeps you in the game, even if one of your guys goes down.
3: Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. Yeah, and right now, prize picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. It is simple. Just
4: download the Prize Picks app and use code
3: MVCR. That's code
2: MVCR on Prize Picks for a first deposit match for up to $100. Yeah, prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yes. Okay, I going to get to. Okay. Somebody said student debt is as big a crisis as climate change. No, they didn't. (laughs) Somebody did. Who was it? The answer, straight ahead.
3: Running a business is a twenty-four-seven job, and it's easy to fall behind on things like closing the books. If this is you, you should know these three numbers: thirty-seven thousand twenty-five one. Thirty-seven thousand—that's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. Twenty-five. NetSuite turns twenty-five this year. That's twenty-five years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, everything you need to grow. All in one place. Having all your information in one place makes it easy to make better decisions. And right now, NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at NetSuite.com MVR. That's NetSuite.com MVR to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com MVR.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
12: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. He just got to talk. That's the only way we're gonna work this out, you know. I know when the talking stops, the fighting starts.
2: That's Ice Cube. Hmm. He just wants to talk. He's been kicked out of the club. Yep. No more Oprah. No more The View. And it just seems like they're trying to silence a strong black man who's been very successful coming from the streets.
4: Which is racism.
2: Sounds like it to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I don't know. Resume. Who's got more impressive as far as resume?
3: Ice Cube or James Clyburn? Just asking.
4: Well, it depends on who you ask, I suppose. I
3: guess. <laughs> yeah. How many children's movies has James Clyburn starred in? <laughs> Zero, what did, sir. What did, what did James Clyburn just say? Yeah, James Clyburn, he's all about the student loan forgiveness thing. And he's, you know, this is the guy who resuscitated Joe Biden's campaign. in 2020. I mean, he's the reason that Joe Biden got the nomination in the end. Um, Now, James Clyburn, he says that student loan debt is the biggest issue facing Americans today because failing to address it exacerbates other crises. You're not going to solve the climate crisis unless you've got well-educated and trained people to do it, he said to CNBC. You're not going to solve the healthcare crisis without doctors and nurses, and so student loan debt is the best way to go.
2: So the university should reach into their deep pockets and help these kids out. The no day. kidding. Wait, no,
3: of course not. You should
2: pay for it. How about just paying your own debts? What happened to that? You pipe down with that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
0: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. Okay, who said you got to pass this immigration bill or else we're going to war? Did they really say that? Who yeah, said it?
3: Well, yeah, that's uh, so, you know, Senate Republicans helped Democrats craft a border security bill that mostly funds the war in Ukraine. And Senate Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer says, hey, we got to pass this bill because the eyes of history are watching here, okay?
12: Okay, let's try to make sense of this. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be, walk all over Ukraine, we will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that.
2: What's the plan to win the war, Chuck? Yeah,
12: it's a good question.
4: Well, yeah.
2: There isn't one. What's the time that popped table. Into
4: my head. What are you talking? What's the
2: end game? How do, we, how, how do we declare victory? How does that happen? So you're saying it doesn't matter how long it takes, and you're saying it doesn't matter how much it costs. See, that's not the will of the American people. You've got to have some sort of plan. There isn't one and then you flood the zone with a bunch of propaganda and then we find out what's really going on there and it doesn't match what you've been saying. Yeah. Did, you've lost the trust of people. If I had a nickel for every time I heard this guy goes, history will, di- will remember,
4: we could fund two wars with it. He's always <laughs> history saying- History
2: will remember you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, pandering he, he in does, your
4: African garb. He does this crap all the time. History will remember. Right. Of
2: course, history will dictate. no shame.
4: History will blah blah blah.
2: No shame with somebody like that. Well, and wasn't part of the whole strategy? Hey, if we're gonna you know have some sort of Israel backing, we've also got to have Ukraine. We're going to tie these together.
3: Yeah,
2: and that way Republicans will have to vote for it.
3: Well, right. No, well, yeah, no, not necessarily. And one because Israel isn't isn't you know begging or demanding us support them. Nope.
2: And at (laughs) the same time, you don't need any bill to shut down the border. You don't. You have the power as the president to do that. I mean, I have no idea because I haven't seen the polling on it. I don't even know if the question's been asked. But how many people do you suppose in America really think to effectively stop the crisis at the border, this bill needs to be passed?
3: I I don't get the sense that there are a whole lot of people that actually believe that, is there? Um, no, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens after a few days of propaganda is allowed to, to go out there, uh, you know, cause they can lean on the proponents of this can lean on the fact that the border patrol union head said, yeah, let's, let's get this thing passed. And to me, I read that as look, anything is better than nothing. We need to be able to, to be given an option here. Aside from what Mayorkas and Joe Biden have done, although according to uh, Julio Rosas, he's a reporter who's covered a lot of this, uh, says that he's talked to Border Patrol members who say this is this is terrible. This is basically just setting in stone what we've already been going through. Yes, nothing changes. It doesn't make any sense at all. So no, well, and it's dead on arrival anyway. From everything you hear. Yeah, it's probably not even going to pass the Senate. Even liberals are not a fan of it. Elizabeth Warren uh, today told uh, Manu Raju with CNN, said, yeah, I don't like this because uh, there is unconditional support for Israel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, my goodness. Pocahontas! Yes, Elizabeth Warren. That's right. Okay.
3: Uh, Meanwhile, have they ever figured out the root cause of all this? You know, now that Democrats are suddenly saying the border is in crisis and it's the fault of Republicans if they don't pass this border security bill, as they're calling it, mm-hmm. I just wonder because one, they've been saying no, this isn't a crisis, no, the border is secure. There's a challenge, maybe, but it's not a crisis. But now all of a sudden, it's like our hair's on fire. We got to do something here, guys. Yeah. And then they I saw the polling. Yeah, and then, then I wonder whatever happened to the whole root causes thing. Because that was the big thing, and I brought the montage out to show you here. Oh, buddy. And so
13: we are focused on addressing both the acute factors and the root causes.
11: House Democrats want to also make sure that we focus on are these root causes of migration. Oh, my gosh.
8: Address the root causes.
11: An extraordinary effort to address the root
1: causes. Uh Address
13: the root causes. What the focus is on is addressing root causes. And then there are the longstanding issues. The root causes. That is something that
6: uh, we should be saying, okay, that's a good job there.
3: (laughs) So have the root causes been figured out yet? By the way, how much money did we spend on that
4: nitwit root causes argument (laughs) that was going on? I mean, and and Kamala Harris. I mean, we flew her all over the place to examine the root causes and to get to the bottom of the root causes. What's the update?
2: Dude, we never needed an update. Why did anyone ever want to come to the United States for opportunity? Well, it's free stuff. Come on. Well, and it's also a better place to live. Of course it is. And there's more opportunity. We all know that from a lot of these countries. And there was incentive when we rolled out the red carpet when Biden took over. Everybody knew it. And it was infuriating to say, well, we just need to get to the root causes. You know, I had a clip earlier of the dude from Australia from Sky News, Paul Murray was on with Megan Kelly. And real quick he says it. We're not talking about refugees here. It's economic asylum seekers. Yeah. Is basically what we're talking about. That's the root cause, you
9: dopes. I mean, but again, the thing that I, I'm amazed by the US and again, there's nothing more arrogant than somebody from another part of the world telling you how you should do things, <laughs> but allow me, which is When you've got a better social welfare system for the people who arrived here illegally than the people who, for whatever reason, end up on the streets of San Francisco, you've got a problem. Now, you would think that all of the social justice warriors would see this, but instead they have this sort of infantilized idea that every single person who's crossing the border is somebody who's on the bones of their backside and is doing this so that they can make a better life for their family. But the reality is, is that there's an awful lot of people who know that there is a better life in the United States with greater protections in the United States and even the minimum wage in the United States that is better than the life that they have in other parts of Latin America, which means they are Economic migrants. They are not refugees. They are economic asylum seekers.
2: There. You want to know your root cause? You should have just called
3: Australia and saved yourself the time. That's it. Any dope knows it. Well, there's exactly one person south of the border who's doing more to to address the root causes than anybody else, and that's the president of El Salvador. And the American left is busy attacking him for being too tough on crime. Yep. He's actually making life better for people in El Salvador, which means they're more likely to stay there and not make a trip up to the southern border of the United States. You want to talk about root causes, he's getting at them. Absolutely. 100%. Locking up
2: criminals. I know.
4: Holding people accountable for crimes. Removing them from society. And that actually benefiting society. Yes. Who would have thunk that? Of course. Racist. Um,
2: yeah, Another story out there, not that it's a huge surprise, it's just more is coming out from the COVID era. And, yes, Amazon censored COVID-19 Golly vaccine books man. because they felt the pressure from the Biden White House. This story is really something. It really is. For all the
4: screeching, you ain't any
12: book burners <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, these people.
2: <laughs> uh, Representative Jim Jordan released these documents obtained by the House Judiciary Committee and the subcommittee um, on the weaponization of the federal government, Um, calling it the Amazon Files. Um, Andrew Slavitt, a former White House senior advisor for COVID-19 response, uh, wrote to Amazon, who can we talk to about the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation on Amazon? Talking about these books that we don't agree with. If you search for vaccines under books, I see what comes up. That's what Slavert wrote. I haven't looked beyond that, but if that's what's on the surface, it's concerning. Man. Better do something about it. Uh, Apparently, Amazon initially balked at performing a manual intervention to remove certain book titles. Uh, But then they argued that'd be too visible, So we will not be doing a manual intervention today. The team and the PR uh, feels very strongly that it's too visible will further compound uh, the Harry-Sally narrative, which is getting the Fox News treatment today, apparently, and won't fix the problem long-term.
3: You believe this? No. The problem is people might notice, and it might prove the conspiracy theorists right. And we've seen
2: it again and again and again through the Twitter files, and now this. They were suppressing information. There's no doubt about it. And now you have people saying, hey, we can't let this happen again. And that's why you're hearing a lot of screeching. More and more about misinformation than anything. Like at Davos, the World Economic Forum, screeching about misinformation. We've got to control the narrative. We can't let people with facts get out there and tell people what's really going on. No, we can't have it.
4: This is really something, though.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Also in the news today, the sad news of the passing of Toby Keith who had been battling cancer for a couple of years. Yeah. And I hadn't heard anything in a while other than it seemed like he was doing better. He had performed a few times. I didn't know it would, it had taken a turn for the yeah. worse, but a lot of people posting tributes and telling great stories. And um, I mean, it's one of those things, man, and we all do it. You hear a song and you're like, okay, now I want to hear another song. Now I want to hear another song, and you start going down the rabbit trail, and it's just such a great memory,
3: man.
12: The
2: whole duet with Willie Nelson. Yeah. Of course, that was after he had the song "Weed with Willie." Never smoke weed with we Willie, to Willie to again, to which is to really to an to absolute
8: classic.
2: <laughs> 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 it's just a hilarious song. Um, lot to get to. Oh, did you hear the latest controversy about the border with the dogs? Oh, this is going to drive Robins crazy. We'll get to that and the news update next. With the football season wrapping up and basketball heating up,
3: now's a great time to try the number one daily fantasy sports app. We're talking about prize picks. It is the easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Very easy. Just select two or
4: more players, pick more or less their projection in a wide variety of stats, and then place your entry.
3: Yeah, I'm having fun with the easy gameplay, the huge selection of players, sports, and stats options. Plus, not to brag, I'm doing pretty well right now. Nobody likes to brag.
4: Yeah, not bad, though. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance to
3: keep you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Over 7 million sports fans have already signed up. And right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Very simple. Just download the Prize Picks app and use code MVCR.
2: That's code MVCR on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to
3: $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
10: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well,
2: Show. Jamie Markey, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
8: Real quick, man.
2: Something else at the border. Saw this in the New York Post. Uh, pet dogs that have traveled thousands of miles to the border are being abandoned oh. by owners. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they get there with their pets, and then, as the story says, they just, you know, like their clothes and everything else, they just abandon everything there right at the Rio Grande. This is an eagle pass. The post was there, said spotted dozens of domestic breeds of dogs that were wandering on both sides of the border. You know, reduced to scrounging for food wherever possible. Just sad. I mean, I. Yeah,
4: it's very sad.
2: They didn't know they couldn't bring the dog in? Because apparently. Well, why, why, would,
4: why would they think otherwise?
2: Hell, they could do everything else. Well,. As the story goes, dogs from countries that are deemed at high risk for rabies like Colombia, Ecuador, Guatemala, Haiti, Honduras, Belize, Peru, among others, traveled through those countries in the last six months, automatically disqualified from entry to the United States. Name your dog fentanyl. They'll let him right in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I saw that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's really a terrible thing, man. You know, I mean, it's not the dog's fault. And now you have, you know, a lot of these rescue groups launching missions to help local law enforcement to reunite dogs with their migrant owners. Yeah. I don't want the migrant owner to have the dog. that He left the dog. He didn't
3: care no, about yeah, the dog. That, yeah.
2: Well, and they're long gone. You know what I'm thinking? Okay, for some of these, and I'm not saying this is every, you know, person that loves pets because people keep things, you know, all in the proper perspective. But there are some loons on the left that treat dogs more humanely than other people yeah yeah maybe this will motivate them to see that there is a real problem going on here i mean that's I, it be something if that's the reason all this stops yeah all of a sudden dogs the, yeah. yeah exactly oh the poor talk no. dogs. yeah that's terrible hey we got to get to our election update it's time
1: it's the Markley Van Kampen Robbins 2024. Are you
8: running? Are you not running?
1: No BS update. Everything you need to know,
2: without all the crap.
5: I'm do doing no research.
2: Every day at this time, the No BS update with
3: the election. What do we need to know today, David? Well, I'm just looking at the polling, and one interesting thing uh, to, to note here, you know, Democrats, once again, like they did in 2020, are going, going to try to move heaven and earth to make sure that third-party candidates, be they Independent, Green Party, or other, they are going to make sure that those do not get on the ballot. They did it to Jill Stein in Pennsylvania, because you can see how much it siphons support away from Democrats whenever mm-hmm. you have this quote unquote spoiler candidate out there. Now, I think it's very interesting uh when you look at the overall uh Trump versus Biden real clear politics uh n- national polling. Right now the real clear politics average that's an average of all the credible polls that they that they can access. Mm-hmm. Right now Trump is leading by 0.1% um, I'm sorry uh it's uh, 2.1%. 46 uh Uh, 0.7 to 44.6 but then let's just go trump versus biden versus rfk jr all of a sudden trump's got a five-point lead (laughs) and it's the 39 to 34 with kennedy at 16.8 percent wow wow that's something so there's evidence that he does pull from trump a little bit but it's mostly from biden And the news gets worse when you look at the battleground states.
2: And we highlighted that yesterday. I mean, Biden is way behind. Georgia, Trump plus 7.2. Wisconsin, Trump now up 0.2. Arizona up uh, 4.5. And then if you care to look at the betting markets, where is it at now? Trump is at 44. Biden's at 33. You know who's third? Take a guess.
4: Uh, Michelle Obama.
2: It is. Okay, I just threw it out there. It is at 8. Wow. Now, when you look just at Democrats with the betting averages, it's Biden at almost 70, and then you have Obama, 12.3, then third is Gavin Newsom at 6.8. Kamala Harris is nowhere to be seen there. Of course not. Because I think they already know that's a non-starter. That's... I mean, you're going to go further south if you go that way. So there's your
3: election update. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story today, David? Oh, well, the, the wrangling on Capitol Hill has begun in earnest over this so-called border security bill, which is kind of like calling the, uh, the big old green weenie bill they passed the Inflation Reduction Act because it did nothing to, to reduce no. inflation. And now they're actually admitting, yeah, it's a, it was a green energy and uh, uh, health care bill. Bailing out Obamacare again, uh, and uh, well, giving away billions of dollars to companies that make products nobody wants.
2: So you know what's interesting too is Elon Musk is pointing all of this out on X, formerly known as Twitter, just calling this out as it goes. And now there's nothing the left can do about it. It's got to be very frustrating for oh, yeah. them. We'll get to that update more straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. news update, David Van Camp.
3: I mean, the frustrating thing about this bipartisan border security deal or whatever that's out there is that it is the most obvious trap for Republicans that I've ever seen. Agreed. So, so you know this isn't going to pass because of course a lot of Republicans are saying, hey, this is way too lenient. We need we need a plan to fully shut down the border uh, for an extended period of time to start to really wrap our arms around the issue that we have over the last three years that that's been created over the last three years. And Biden doesn't need new authority in order to do No, that. Biden can do it today. But James Langford and a, apparently a couple of other Republicans walked in thinking, okay, we're going to really try to come to some consensus here and Democrats knew this thing was never going to move forward, was probably never going to pass the House. And the entire point was to be able to then pin the whole crisis that they created on Republicans. And I, Do you think Langford knew that? I, you know, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit, like, man, there are a lot of Republicans who hate their voters. And I still think that's true. But, man, it really does seem like this guy walked into this in a very naive way. Because, like we talked about, when these negotiations were starting, what was that, three, four months ago, something like that? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. The the jumping off point, the thing that should be getting Republicans to the table is you say, okay, Joe Biden put back in place every executive action that Donald Trump had on the books before you took him away. And then we'll talk about uh border security bill. But they didn't do that. And so either James Langford really does hate Republican voters or common sense voters in general. Yeah. Or he's an idiot. It's and one he, or the other. He just allowed himself to get B slapped by 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 the Democrat Party. Uh and Well and and dude. Okay, when they call it bipartisan, outside of that dude, who else are we talking about? I mean, there was Mitch McConnell over in the back.
2: But Mitch is telling, the word is Mitch is telling other Republicans <clears throat> not to vote yeah. for it. But he's part of it. And I know, yeah. again, he's Glitch McConnell, but still. <laughs> Glitch McConnell's really good. <laughs> I like uh, Glitch McConnell. And I forgot who who came up with that first. It wasn't mine. It was somebody else's. I want to give him proper, but I don't know who came up with that. It's fitting,
3: though. So anyway, go ahead. Joe Biden uh, gave an address today. Uh, and then, of course, again, the trap was fully revealed. It's not surprising to anybody who was paying attention as to what this was going to turn out to be. And here is Joe Biden.
5: And the toughest set of reforms to secure the border ever. No, it's not. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't, even though it helps the, the, the country, he's not for it. He'd rather weaponize this issue than actually solve it. So for the last 24 no, hours, he's done nothing, on am but reach out to Republicans in the House and the Senate and threaten them and try to intimidate them to vote against this proposal. And it looks like they're caving. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine And do what they know to be right.
2: No. They should do the (laughs) will of the American people, which is to shut down the border. That's what it is. That's what you have Democratic voters actually telling you in big cities if you listened. It's just an absolute
4: joke. None of your elected officials, ladies and gentlemen, none of them have a mind of their own. Only Donald Trump can tell them what to do, and that's what
2: they do.
3: It's like Stepford... Congressman. Well, And it's not the voters reaching out.
4: No, it's not at all, David. It, <laughs> no. The voters agree with Joe, but it's that damn
2: Trump that keeps doing this. Well, there were so many Republicans that turned in a heartbeat. You had the feeling that people were flooding them with calls. You yeah. do not vote for this. And it, isn't that their job? Well, sure it is. Is to listen to their constituents? Well, to yes. Reflect I know, it. that sounds old school.
4: <laughs> You're the person representing those people.
2: And my goodness, man.
4: Donald Trump was personally calling all of them, every voter in the country.
3: Yeah, I got a text message from him. Did you? Saying, yeah. vote hey, no. Hey, Dave, it, tell tell your senator to vote no. That's right. All right, so let me
2: get Thanks, this straight.
4: your friend, Don. Yeah. So
2: the
3: guy that called attention to the border,
2: you know, eight years ago, yeah. there's no problem at the border. He's saying, we need a wall. Yeah. You know, telling Don Lemon, you know, you're getting women raped by these What? Someone's doing the raping, Don. Remember all of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. And we're going to build the wall. And, oh, it's xenophobic. And it's racist. And, oh, Macy's is dropping Donald Trump. He didn't give a flip. Right. So what? <laughs> we got to secure the border. I mean, way ahead of his time, as it turns out. <laughs> but he's the guy that doesn't want to solve the problem. Democrats wouldn't give the funding for the wall. Oh, no, we wouldn't do that. It's hateful. It's terrible. The wall kills people is what we heard from the left. It's just absolute nonsense. It goes on and on and on. Elon Musk, man. Well, actually, he reposted David Sachs, who was a tech guy. He's certainly not a far right winger at all. Had said the Inflation Reduction Act was actually a trillion dollar spending bill. The border security bill is actually a mass amnesty just assume bills do the opposite of what they say. Yeah. To which Elon Musk said the long term goal of the so called border security bill is enabling illegals to vote. It will do the opposite of securing the border. I mean, people see it. That's good. Totally switching gears. Something else that I think people are waking up to, and this has been over a few years now, that you can't trust pharmaceutical companies. What? What are you saying? (laughs) You know, I remember, you know, with all the stuff with the vaccine, when Trump was saying we're going to get it done and you had people on the left, I'm not taking any Trump vaccine. Won't do it. Are you crazy? Won't take it. The same vaccine that then when Biden took over, everybody needs to get vaccinated. Yeah. But you heard time and time again. And I remember bringing up at the time, if you look who has paid out the most lawsuits, you know, in history, it's pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. And we're just supposed to trust them when this stuff hasn't been properly tested? So on Tucker Carlson's show, um, and he had this guy on when he was on Fox. I bet Fox didn't like it at the time. He used to be in the pharmaceutical industry. the insider. Calling Means is his name. He's talking about all kinds of stuff. And one of the things he's talking about now is Ozempic, that it's a disaster drug that is going to get people hooked on it, I mean, for their lifetime. And I can play you a clip of that if you wanna hear it, uh, as far as the Ozempic goes. There's a couple of different things that were almost jaw-dropping in this guy talking about how the pharmaceutical companies manipulate news to get them
0: on their side. But this was him talking about Ozempic to Tucker. But the problem is when you get to the individual level, this drug medically is a absolute disaster medically medically it's a disaster so all you need to know is that novo nordics the company that makes this drug recently passed lbmh to become the most valuable company in europe so this this drug this company most valuable company in europe they don't allow this drug for obesity in europe almost all of Novo nordics revenue is coming from taking advantage of americans this is not the first line of defense for obesity in in any european country it's not approved by the government regulators. They are saying on their stock calls that all of their growth is coming from the U.S. They're taking advantage of a broken U.S. system in the United States. And when you dive into it, even people in the United States who are getting government funding, insurance funding for this drug don't have to pay for it. 30% of them go off the drug within three months.
2: And there's all all these gastro issues that people have. Nasty, really bad.
3: Did you know it wasn't approved? In Europe, for obesity? No, I did not. No, it's technically not approved here. It's available, but it's off-label prescription, yeah.
2: Yeah, but doctors will prescribe it mm-hmm. because they're paid off. <laughs> he goes into it. I mean, th- dude, this is like, I don't know, 35 minutes long. You can only play little bitty clips, but he, it's worth checking out. Uh, here's, the, here's just a little part of him talking about doctors getting paid okay. off.
0: You have a situation where, uh, additionally... Novo Nordics, and this is reported, has given $30 million in direct bribes to obesity doctors. You would be hard-pressed to find a doctor who treats obesity in this country who has not received some kind of donation. Not not research grants, but direct consulting grants wow. from consulting. Novo Nordics. Just sending him cash? <laughs> exactly. So How we, can doctors take cash from drug makers? Oh, th- th- this, is, this is what's done. The drug makers spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year in direct cash payments to doctors. But she- Dude.
2: Yeah. You see that? You're like, wow. Okay. So many people will have no idea of that. Yeah, I mean. You have to be plugged in the right places because you're like, well why wouldn't why wouldn't like a 2020, like old school? Why wouldn't 60 Minutes be on that? Because they pay off news organizations. Well, yeah,
4: you watch 60 Minutes, and so what do you hear? Oh, 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 Zempi. I mean,
2: that's one of the big clients, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He tells this story, um, you know, just talking about corruption, um, about soda rigging the system for food stamp money. I don't know if you ever heard this before. Roll that.
0: There's a, there's a metabolic health crisis um, that's caused by decisions, right? The USDA, which is completely corrupt, the guidelines that set nutrition standards, 95% of the guideline committees paid for by food companies, they say that a two-year-old, that 10% of their diet could be added sugar. We have more money from agriculture subsidies in America today go to cigarettes, go to tobacco than vegetables. 90% of subsidies go to highly processed food. We've propped this industry up. Uh, food stamps, right, which fifteen percent of Americans depend on for nutrition, ten percent of all food stamps funding goes to soda. We're the only country in the world that allows that. So we have to soda goes to soda. So is the <laughs> you look confused, Scott.
4: Well, I mean, who knew this?
2: I have no idea.
0: They won't report soda.
2: It. Oh, and there's a reason why
4: it yeah. gets
0: better. It the so stamp- the U.S. government pays people to drink soda. We, the U.S. government, direct from the federal treasury, more than $10 billion per year go from the federal treasury to soda companies through the food stamp program. The number one item purchased with food stamps in America is addictive diabetes water. (laughs) We prop that up with food stamps, as we talked about last time, I actually used to work and consult with Coke and we paid the NAACP and other groups to say it was racist to, to take that away. Um, we totally rigged the debate. So through a corrupt system, we actually subsidize soda. We- yeah.
3: Yeah, that that debate's been going on for a long time about what you can and cannot buy with food stamps. Um, and yes. the soda thing, the sugary drinks, that's been a big uh, topic of conversation. And he's absolutely right. I mean, for years, it's been, well, if you do that, you're limiting their choices. It's racist. It's an attack. Right. And that's where you get the outcropping of things like food deserts and well, you can't right. restrict what they can buy because they live in food deserts. These recipients of of uh, of, of um, uh, food stamps. Yeah, I mean, what's so it? so Coke right. pays the NAACP to say it's racist,
2: and the NAACP is also a lobbyist for the drug companies to say it would be racist not to give Ozempic to overweight Black people.
4: Well, you're contributing to the overweight <laughs> system by.
2: Subsidizing soda. Yes. But everybody's getting rich off it, and who cares if they're fat and die? That's what it comes down to. As long as they
4: inject themselves with Ozempic.
2: Yeah, because then you have a lifelong customer. Yeah. And they
4: can keep drinking Coke. They'll drink soda, and they'll eat the ho-hos, and they'll take the freaking Ozempic. Yes. And I'm paying for it.
2: Yes. And somebody's getting rich. Glad to know I can help. There you go. All right. Gosh dang it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Where were they at when I was eating hohos and
4: <laughs>
8: soda,
2: huh? Dang. I know, man. The the whole thing is just, it, it's wild. You know? I have five healthy habits you could do that you, for just five minutes a day. We can get to that in a bit if you want to. I think
4: we should after all this ho-ho. Yeah, right. to, Soda uh, talk, to, yeah. To
2: offset that. Yeah. Um, but there's something else we got to talk about. And that's, well, net sweet. Because running a business, if you've run one before, you know
3: that is a 24-7 job. Yeah, and it's easy to fall behind on on things like closing the books, things that are important, but maybe your eyes kind of glaze over or you just get buried in paperwork, right? I'll
4: make this easy for you. If this is you that we're talking about right now, you should know these
2: three
3: numbers. thirty seven thousand twenty five 25, and 1. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. You got Uh, 25, Scott.
4: Yeah, 25. Right, exactly. NetSuite's 25 (laughs) this year, Jamie. Yes? That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not
2: weeks, and drive down the costs. And the one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized
3: solution for all your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. That means you manage risk, get reliable forecasts, improve margins.
4: Yeah, and everything you need to grow, all in one place.
3: Having all your information in one place makes it easier to make better decisions. Yeah, and right now NetSuite has an unprecedented offer to make it happen.
4: Yeah, right now you can download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance, absolutely free, NetSuite.com
2: slash MVR. Again, that's NetSuite.com slash MVR to get your own KPI checklist. And yeah, NetSuite.com slash MVR. All right. Healthy habits in five minutes or less. We gotta get to that. Oh, and did you hear Iran now has enough weapons grade uranium for a nuclear weapon within a week? Yeah. Get to that update as well, straight ahead.
6: Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks.
8: Jackson Yeah!
6: And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Yeah. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson yeah.
10: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We may not have time for these healthy habits. I gotta tell you about the story at Daily Wire. That Iran now has enough weapons-grade uranium for a nuclear weapon within a
3: breakout time of one week. Well, that just means we need to unlock another $100 billion or so for them.
2: Unreal, isn't it?
3: The Institute
2: for Science and International Security said that The threat level with respect to Iran getting this weapon uh, is higher than it's ever been. Uh, Their program has increased dramatically since May of last year, in part then due to what happened October 7th with Hamas in Israel. So this has been a unique opportunity for Iran and their justification for building nuclear weapons. Okay, and they're also saying they're also trying to build it deep enough so that America's conventional bunker buster bombs wouldn't be able to destroy it. And I mean, you read on with the report and it gets a little techie. Uh, but it, you're talking about it's 60% enriched uranium up to 90% weapon grade. It would take about a week. Or you could get six weapons in a month. And a lot of this is because it's been flushed with cash. Hmm. Who helped along with that? the biden administration God. great job fellas this is the mark Van camp and robin show thank you for being here to appreciate it i'm jamie martley that's david
3: van camp there's scott robbins president speaking today trying to speak yeah i was trying to sell this uh border security deal took a couple of questions though and uh one had to do with the status of any sort of talks between israel and hamas okay as that war rages on and again, I would like to remind you that uh not only does the President have a stutter, <laughs> um, but he is also, according to the left media, basically the greatest president we've ever had, greatest deal maker we've ever had, and we are in good hands, okay? All right. Roll it.
5: There is some movement, and I don't wanna I don't wanna well maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the. Uh, oh, my goodness. Come on, man. The, there's been a response from the opposition, but, um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. What? Okay. okay.
8: Um, uh,
2: what? <laughs> All right, I haven't brought this up in a while.
4: Four more years.
3: Four (laughs) more years. Golly.
2: Let's say you have a family business that's been in the family for a couple of generations. (sighs) Yep. Okay. And that guy's been running it. Okay. Would you continue to let him run it? No. No,
4: you have a meeting, a family meeting, and you sit him down and say, we love you, however, comma, It's time. It's time, Grandpa, to enjoy the rest of your life. And that time would have been a while back, to be honest. Yeah, we let this go long enough. We just feel like at this point in time, the betterment of the company and your family, it's time for you to move on.
2: Obviously, we're talking about the sitting president running for another four years. This is insanity. That's my point. How can that happen? All right, let me ask you this question. Let's say your family budget. Would you trust that guy? No. To be in charge of your family budget. Well, no. No, of course not. No. No. Oh, my goodness, man. And he's talking about supporting Israel and what's going on in the Middle East and how he is going to secure the border, saying he needs this bill to get it done. Someone want to tell this senile old man he doesn't need the bill. He can do it. Yeah, right. But we all know that's part of the game. He knows he can do it confident of that they don't want to do it it's by design
4: but again i go back to this all the time you can hate on donald trump all day and all night (laughs) you don't have to vote for him but you can't vote for that i'm part of the sit it out campaign just have a seat don't go don't Don't vote blood's not in your hands you didn't vote for him he didn't vote for the other guy either i'm surprised he even took questions i am too i'm shocked he took questions because that
2: never ends well ever I mean, let's just say it. It's it's getting worse. Even though I mean, you didn't know it was really possible. It's getting worse, right? No, you're absolutely right. He said he talked to a dead guy
4: yesterday. Yeah,
3: yeah. He he mentioned the uh, the a president of France who's been dead for almost thirty years now.
2: Yes. I mean, my goodness, man. And then,
4: yeah.
3: and then he was talking about abortion, too? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, th- this was uh, oh. during a campaign speech where he says that Donald Trump is lying about uh, Joe Biden's support of abortion all demand, on demand through all nine months of pregnancy. Okay.
5: Not true. That's not what Roe v. Wade said. He said the three trimesters and how it worked.
2: Okay. Well, that's a small statement. What does that mean, then? What is he saying?
3: Uh, well, he's, he's, that, saying uh, he's saying that there should be limits? No, he, he said, I didn't say nine months. I said three trimesters. trimesters. What? what a goof. Well, that, So least. that's
2: it? <laughs> right. So hey. it is on demand. Yes. Okay. Devout
4: Catholic Joe Biden. He was doing that yelling thing at the start, too. Not true!
2: Another sign of I, Exactly,
4: yes. Just we outbursts. We talk about that all the time. All the time, outbursts.
2: Oh, my goodness, dude. All right. God. You know what? If you're just joining us, I suppose we could play that other clip where he spoke to the dead president of France. Well, I think we need to
3: now that we brought it up. Yeah. All right. Roll it.
5: Right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in I was in the south of England. And I said... Where?
4: South of England. Oh, okay. Him.
8: Yeah.
5: South of England. Yeah. And I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany. I mean, from France. Looked at me. Who? And said, uh, said, you know, what? Why, how, how long are you back for?
3: <laughs> We're back. How long you back for? Yeah, <laughs> said <laughs> said a French guy who'd been dead for nearly three decades. Yeah, yeah. how yeah. long you back for? How long you back for? Yeah, like like all of a sudden the 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 president of France again who's been dead for nearly thirty years. Holy man! Um, just like crawled out of the holler or something and just said, "How, how long you back for?" <laughs> like, like no, a little bit there, prez. After
4: I got done playing checkers with Elvis.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I think that night was karaoke with Gandhi.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of times I know we just laugh at this stuff because you got to find the humor in it. And there are other times I'm like, the country's falling apart. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go through all these emotions. It's sad. And then you're just totally ticked off at this imbecile. My goodness. Man. Oh, man. Okay. Moving on. Four more years. Four more years. Okay, there's another clip I want to play for you guys, especially talking about everything at the border. And it was a conversation Megan Kelly had with Paul Murray, who's with Sky News in Australia. And he's just pointing out things of how Australia does it. And he says in the interview, Yeah, we're woke on a lot of stuff. It's stupid, whatever. But when it comes to the border, we get there's no tolerance for the nonsense here. Um and yeah, you know what happens? Uh people don't get to stay in nice hotels they go to Nauru and he explains what
9: that is particularly Nauru Nauru is basically an island of phosphorus otherwise known as bird poo Uh, and literally it's sort of it's fossilized over the years and that's where it is it's not a pleasant existence it's not a hotel Um, it's not inhumane that you're sleeping in tents and exposed to the weather and all the rest of it but There's not a great life there. There's, you know, the social life of the other people that are sitting there.
2: Because it's supposed to be a deterrence to get people from coming to your country illegally. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what it's for. Um, And he talked about, well, if, you know, the military sees, you know, a boat coming, the Navy goes out to meet the boat. You're not even getting on the island. You're shipped to Nauru. That's the way it goes. And he's talking about, you know, so in the United States... It's not
8: this
9: nonsense. He explains basically using the military. So in the same way that the southern border, you know, has has some sort of protection. The idea that it is uh, semi federalized agencies and these confusions about whether the Texas National Guard can do something. No, no. It's the Australian Defense Force that is in charge of this one. And that's presumably what I would suggest you need in the U.S.
2: And I think a lot of people would be for that. I mean, the left media would freak out. Oh, what about the optics? Right. Who cares? You got to defend it. This is insanity. And then uh, she asked, well, what about, you know, do you have like sanctuary cities? Stuff like that in Australia?
9: No, there's a, there is not a, sh- a sanctuary street, there is not a sanctuary uh, cul-de-sac, <laughs> there is not a sanctuary housing development, there is no legal uh, territory in Australia that will give safe harbour to any of these people. And hearing this was like, it's just nice to hear sanity for crying out loud, right. you know? And again, this is the, the layers of idiocy here, where you have one part of the country fighting against another part of the country about the integrity of the the border of the country is insane these are people who are actively undermining their country and, and
2: i like the shot he takes here and
9: isn't it amazing once the problem moves out of texas oh when it's on the front page of the new york papers suddenly it's a real issue they want to deal with but when it was out of sight it was out of mind and they could all sit around in dinner parties saying come on in just don't live next to me
3: yeah unless you're willing to pick up a tray or clean up after the uh, dinner party Right. Because that's how they see illegal immigrants anyway. It's a permanent underclass is what they want, and they've said it.
7: You know, they They're just it.
3: here to, like, clear off the, the table at Olive Garden. They're here to pick crops, and they're here to have babies for us. Pelosi has said it. It's Handmaid's Tale, actually. There you go. Yeah. Need people.
2: Especially people that will vote for us on the left. It's crazy. Forever, in perpetuity. Yep. Generationally. Okay. All right. I saw this. We should do this just to lighten things up a little bit, a little fun. David, some would say you're a Southern man. Sure. Scott, you and I grew up sort of rural Midwest. Yeah. Um, so depending on how you you know, see the world, that could be almost counted as some sort of Southern upbringing. Yeah, I, don't I think there's, it that a, way. there's a bit of that. Yeah. So it's phrases only Southerners use. And this was from Southern Living Magazine. So I want to see if this is actually true. Okay. Fixing to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've heard you say that before, David. It's sometimes almost like playing into the stereotype, but yeah. I like fixing to. You're fixing to do whatever. What are you fixing to do? Mm-hmm.
4: I ain't fixing to do nothing. I'm doing
2: it. Hey, let me let you go. Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've used that. Oh, yeah. Me too. All of us. Okay. So that's not just a Southern thing. No. Okay. How about Hill of Beans? Yeah. We're the hill of beans. I've heard that my entire life. My dad used to say it a lot. There you go. Yep. So that's not just Southern. Plum. I'm plum tuckered out. I've heard not 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 as
4: often. I don't think I've
3: ever used it. That seems like more of an older generation. How about give me some sugar?
2: Yeah? Give your mama some sugar. Yeah. Have you used
3: it, David? I don't think I've ever used it. Not even on date night? No. (laughs) Maybe. Give you give oh, David some sugar.
2: <laughs> Come on now. It's been a long day. Come over here and give Papa some sugar. <laughs> David's getting really uncomfortable. I think right she'd now. literally just hand me some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Yes. Uh I didn't know this was a southern saying. I'll tell you what. Oh no. I I, I gotta throw a flag on that one. That's very midwestern too. I agree. Yeah. Like sometimes I have to break myself of that oh, one yeah. actually. Um Another one. Can't never could. I haven't heard that one. No. Yeah. You, David? I've heard that. Okay. If the creek don't rise? Yeah. Lord willing, usually is attached to that one. Okay, I hadn't heard that one. Lord willing and the creeks don't rise? If the creek don't rise, either yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yep. And a rooster one day and a feather duster the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny, but I've never heard it.
3: <laughs> Please don't brag about your fortune now because it could be all gone before you know it. See that? I don't know, that just sort of seems like rural or down-home wisdom stuff. I don't know, outside yeah. of a couple of those. A rooster one day and a
2: feathered duster the next should be taken in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Fortunately, we're out of time here. Yeah. Okay, news update and another trans athlete in high school dominating next.
6: Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks.
5: Jackson yeah.
6: And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Yeah. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson yeah.
13: Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way, or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess. Linaclatide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements, and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually.
14: Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or stomach pain especially with bloody or black stools the most common side effect is diarrhea sometimes severe if it's severe stop taking linzess and call your doctor right away other side effects include gas stomach area pain and swelling
13: imagine what could relief from ibs c mean for you talk to your doctor and say yes to linzess learn more at linzess.com or call one 800 linzess
2: Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. From newbostonpost.com, a New Hampshire transgender track athlete is favored to win the state championship meet this upcoming weekend. No, gosh dang it. Every
4: freaking week we got to deal with this nonsense.
2: Is it male Jacques? Got a picture there. Raises a fist to celebrate beating the other runners (laughs) in a heat at a meet. You see the picture there. And the writer, Tom Joyce, this is what he writes. If betting on high school sports were legal, then it would make sense to bet on the male competing on the girls' side of the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association Division II state championship next weekend.
3: Yeah, generally, yeah. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, what does he mean by that? I don't know. I can't read his mind. There's part of me that's thinking, are you saying, yeah, this is BS, man? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. So that's not a hunch. Going into the Division II state championship meet, uh, this regional high school sophomore, male Jacques, biological male, is ranked as the top high jumper in the division. Okay. Has won every meet that he's been in all well, year. Yeah. Probably. Of course. But the surprising thing, huh? I don't know how much you know about high jumping. How much do you suppose? that he has bested the other girls' competitors
3: by. The other best girls. In, like, feet? Yeah, like, inches, feet, whatever. I'd I'd guess somewhere around an inch. I'll go three inches. It's .75.
2: So not that dominant, then, in other words. No. I mean, again... You'd be the clear favorite. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And to the writer's credit, yeah, if, if you were going to lay down some cash on it, sure, you'd bet that person. But it's not, I guess, what I would have thought it was going to be. i to make it more ankle weights.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to crash.
2: By the way, side note I don't know if you've seen modern ankle weights. They're much better than in the late 70s, <laughs> early 80s. <laughs> if you had them, back in my day, you'd yeah. always slide off your ankle. Oh, yeah. They're uncomfortable as all get out.
8: Yeah.
3: Did they ever really help? I don't know. I don't know. Like my my favorite thing is watching guys walk around with the ankle weights on all the time. Okay. Like they're like I don't know what kind of advantage you're really going to get because I understand the the concept behind it is like leg strengthening and whatnot, but what good is that if you need to run away really fast suddenly and you got ankle weights on? Oh yeah. I mean, my guess is going to be if they're, you know, hooping or whatever, you're just going to jump higher. You're going to run
2: faster. Yeah. Riley Gaines commented on this story. It's been outspoken, you know, because she was the swimmer at Kentucky that got bested by the dude swimmer at UPenn. How could the parents of this boy allow their son to cheat deserving women out of opportunities? I think that's a fair question. Sure it is. And why don't the parents of the girls stand up and say no for their daughters? This country is full of failing, gutless mothers and fathers. Fair take?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Adult, especially for the kids in in high school. I mean, to ask them to to put, you know, their their futures on the line like that, I think is unfair. It's great if they can. But the adults need to be adults and say, no, this is ridiculous. Obviously, it's ridiculous.
2: I agree. Oh, real quick, uh, might put a smile on your face. Mr. T was getting sandbags in California. Big flooding there. Yeah. Um, and he used his, his awesome line, as you figured he would. What's
5: up, Mr. T? I'm going to get some sand. Doing, I'm, I'm getting some bags with myself and some of my neighbors. Mr.
13: T says it's important to help out his community and is doing just that.
5: Boy Scout again. Always be prepared. Be
2: prepared, fool. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show.
4: Made everybody here laugh. Yeah, you know, that character never goes away, does it? I mean, it's always great. Be prepared for fool. fool. I love that. Pity the fool who doesn't have <laughs> He's
2: getting them for his neighbors, too. I know. It's great. He's a good guy.
3: Yeah. Mr. Was, T. That was pretty cool. All right, David, biggest story today? Uh, biggest story of the day. Joe Biden says, yeah, Donald Trump is the reason why the border is out of control right now. Of course. Because he's been telling his extreme MAGA conservative uh, Republican lemmings in congress to not vote for this bill okay yeah he said tear down the wall yeah right
2: yeah he was channeling reagan That's different right. country yeah <laughs> tear down that wall all right news update next Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley from Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins.
3: News update, David Van Camp. All right, so yeah, probably this uh border bill that was put together. Uh, I'm sorry, you gotta say bipartisan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Border okay. bill. Yeah
8: uh
2: well, by, by who? Yeah, right. Again, Lankford? Who else? Yeah. McConnell? He already <laughs> Again. Glitch. Mitch ditched it already. He said don't vote for it.
3: Man, you went all Dr. Seuss on you. You really
8: did, yeah. Thank
3: you. I do not like my Mitch to glitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, according to Fox News' Bill Malugin, McConnell is acknowledging he doesn't think the Senate GOP can get an outcome on the border aspect of the spending bill at this point, but... Uh, You know, Junebug McConnell, he likes to, well, I mean, I I like to think about Americans first and try to see what I can get out of this as a a good deal maker in the United States Senate.
2: Okay, what's in it for the people?
3: He would like to salvage the bill by focusing on Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan funding. (laughs) Get that clown out of there. Well, yeah, we can't get the border aspect of it, so we'll take the border security bill and make it all about foreign
2: countries. Unbelievable. <laughs> that freaking guy.
3: <laughs> Gosh,
2: man. Uh, well, get ready for this. Um, talking about Ukraine money, uh, people are about to freak out because it's been confirmed. Tucker Carlson is in Russia to interview Vladimir Putin.
3: Ah! <laughs>
2: Putin mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. CNN was going off on that last of night. Of course they right. were. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, well, and I, it's now posted on his website. That uh, Go ahead. Roll it.
11: Out tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia, or 600 miles away in Ukraine. Pause.
2: You find that to be true so far? Yes. Yes. We have some idea, but some reports that we got were then later corrected. We don't really have an idea. I think that's true.
11: But they should know. They're paying for much of it yeah. in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well, and in total, They have upended the world economy
2: okay it's like a four-minute clip so that's the beginning of the clip i think somewhere near the end he's saying yeah it's our job to do this and after hearing the freak out like wait a second i can remember you know other interviews with global leaders that were known as heinous people well, it was, what, 60 Minutes in the Ayatollah way back in the day? That was one of the famous ones, wasn't it, mm-hmm. from your recollection? Huge one. But, yeah, the freakout is definitely on.
4: Again, it, it, he, and he said, he said it out, out in front, he's a journalist. I, this is what journalists
2: do. It's what they're supposed to do. And Elon Musk has said that they're not going to suppress it. They're going to put the full interview on X. Now, I mean, I don't know about you. When I watch the interview, am I going to believe what Vladimir Putin says? Depends on what he says. He, well, you have to verify it. But, well, no, yeah. I, of course, you don't trust him. No. But it'd be interesting to see exactly how that goes down. But
4: aren't we curious about what he thinks about things? Yeah. Not sanitized through his own media or ours? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would want to know that. I'm well, they, interested to see if, well, you know, how, I mean, I guess Russia dealt with it. How many times
3: he's interrupted, or would they, hey, hey,
4: we can't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out.
3: What were you going to say, David? Oh, I, I don't know if you saw Scott's favorite, former Congressman Adam Kinzinger, oh. called Tucker Carlson a traitor Just for pipe interviewing down over in there, a little boy, world leader. Again, it's like, I'll wait to see what the interview looks right. like. Well, of course. You know how does Tucker conduct himself? How does he conduct the interview overall? I mean, all all of that stuff. You just have to judge based on it because sometimes Tucker is a phenomenal interview or interviewer, and sometimes he's given the subject a tongue bath, and it's kind of embarrassing to me. But you know, but it just depends on on what it looks like. Uh, so I don't think there's anything inherently wrong at all with with going to interview the guy that we're supposed to believe is is you know. um, somebody that we have to fund a war against.
2: Right. Well, with Tucker, I don't agree with all of his opinions. And there's, you know, I would say some tactics I'm not always down with. But I always want to know what he has to say. Because I feel like from following news for, you know, years and years and years, he turns out to tell the truth a lot of the time. And, I mean, it was like when people turned on him with, you know, the whole – voting machine thing and, you know, the Kraken lady and him saying, "I," in so many words, he said, I think she's a fraud. And he was 100% right. And, man, he took a beating for that in December of 2020. But it seems like he got in trouble with Fox, when you look in retrospect, was because he was very critical of that war and the military-industrial complex and also with Big Pharma, Mm -hmm. and that pays a lot of bills at Fox. That's the big one, I think. Which, by the way, before your trifecta, Scott, and one, you know, another clip, it just so happens that I had with Tucker's interview with the former pharma insider, Callie Means. And this is where he's telling him that news is paid off by Big Pharma, so that they won't do any investigations into that industry.
0: This is, a, this is an open secret working for pharma. Oh, I never even thought of that. This, this is an open secret. The, the, the kind of um, silly ads you see between the news breaks, the points of that is not, it's marginally to impact the customer, but, but the, the pharma's already got that. They've already bought off the doctors. The, the, they're, they're good on that. No, no, this is an open secret. The news ad spending from pharma is a public relation lobbying tactic, essentially to buy off the news, the, the news is a refer, they're not investigating pharma. Uh, no. man- oh, I've noticed. The, the news has become, <laughs> pretty funny actually. The news has become basically a referee that you were a terrible um, anti-science Luddite for asking why, you know, the, the shots that we require our kids to get that fundamentally by their own advertising change uh, the immune system of that child for life, why it's gone from 20 to 70, to even ask that question the news referees that and calls you it's true. anti-science when the two largest vaccine makers in the country are literally criminal enterprises. Uh, <laughs> Glaxo, Smith, Klein, and Merck, uh, in the past five years, has settled two of the largest criminal penalties in American corporate history for bribing and misleading, uh, bribing doctors and misleading, uh, creating misleading research. But
2: the thing is, when you can afford it, that's just part of the price of admission for making a boatload of money. You gotta pay billions of dollars out you're making more than that.
4: Well, I'm gonna reserve so, my opinion on it all until I hear from Adam Kinzinger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. You ready for your uh, big three? Yeah, brief? yeah, let's go. Uh, is Casey I did I don't Casey know, take he, the rest of the week? Is he back? I don't Are you ready? There he comes.
11: She's at you!
9: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
2: Yes, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey
4: Kayser. I, well, my, my mother's passing is why I was gone, and Casey did reach out to me and, and with his condolences, which I thought was very sweet. Thank you, Casey. Oh, yeah. I know it couldn't have been easy. Well, it was hard. I'll I'd be, I'd be honest with you. So. But I'm I pre- ready. I appreciate you, buddy. Okay.
3: Yes. Three. Back to business. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Uh Joe Biden calls uh Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, a bad guy. <laughs>
4: well Really? Hey, sort of. Uh no matter how hard the media tries to spin old grandpa Joe as being a good guy, we know he's a nasty guy. Oh we've he's seen a, it many he's times. a yeah. nasty guy. I mean he has said some things and done some things in private that we've heard about later. Uh, Anyway, this time it involves uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Now Biden is feeling the heat from the progressive far left side of his party to stop helping Netanyahu and to be tougher with him on getting the ceasefire. And he privately ripped him the other day. He called Netanyahu a bad blanking guy. Really? Yeah. Now the White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates said in a statement that Biden never made such a remark. But the President Netanyahu enjoy a decades-long relationship that is respectful in public (laughs) and in private. Sure. Yeah. How many people believe that?
2: None. That's how many. None. Any paying attention? None.
4: Now on with the countdown. Hey, called corn pot the same thing,
2: right? <laughs> remember that?
3: <laughs> the Scott Robbins try fact the top three of the day up to number two. Number two, Trump offered to do the Super Bowl interview with CBS. That this uh, is so great. Biden said he wouldn't do for what is the second time in a row. This, this is why he's the master, right? This is why
4: Biden completely wussed out. He declined a pre-Super Bowl interview, and generally speaking presidents have done that for a long long time uh and uh the president media matters tried to run cover for biden being totally cool making a big fool of himself and a lot of people have that he's busy right now he's got other things on his mind he's got things to do so trump said hey i'll do it (laughs) trump said in a statement i'd be happy to replace biden for the interview here's my offer i'm extending it to you cbs news for this interview that's ratings gold man People who love him are going to watch. People who hate him are going to watch because they can't help themselves. It's true. It's a win-win. CBS, what's wrong with you?
2: They won't do it. I mean,
4: if you care about ratings at all, it seemed to me that that would be perfect for you.
3: And the countdown continues. Scott Robinson, Trifecta, the top three. And finally, one. Uh, University has eliminated failing grades.
4: Yeah, Western Oregon University has joined the ranks of those who are finding creative solutions to their challenges meaning cratering enrollments. So uh, they announced that they will be abandoning failing letter grades, citing (laughs) GPA fixation that negatively impacts their students. So Western Oregon University issued a news release. They revealed the school would be replacing D and F grades with no credit to discourage undergrads from dropping out. Students who don't earn a passing grade (laughs) in their course... You'll be required to repeat the course, of course, and you have to demonstrate proficiency next time around. But the university's press release specified that there's a difference between receiving a failing grade and receiving a no credit grade. The no credit grade will not negatively impact your GPA. In other words, any course the students fail will be ignored and their GPA will only include the scores received in classes where they did well. Unreal. Like transgender women's philosophy, you you got a B in that, then you get a B. Yeah. And you failed everything else. Well, it doesn't matter. We throw that out. Wow. Where was all this stuff when I was failing?
9: <laughs> Go home to mommy.
2: <laughs> and there you have it. This got Robin trifecta. Gosh, dang it. Yeah, that's something, man. Yeah, it is. Top three of the day. Uh, yeah, sometimes after we're talking about news and different things that are going on in the world and, you know, interview with Vladimir Putin and whatnot, and you're like... Hey, uh, what's going to happen
3: to me if uh, some crazy stuff happens to go down around the world and there's crisis all over the place? Yeah, I mean, it feels like everything is kind of a powder keg right now. Mm -hmm. Um, How will, you know, if it all kind of flips out, as it may, uh, how will that affect your savings and investments? A lot of people Mm -hmm. have that question.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the good news is it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. With
2: the Birch Gold Group, they can help you out. As opposed to a lot of other investments, gold thrives
3: in times of uncertainty, and it's an important part of diversifying your savings. Yeah, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401K into a tax-sheltered IRA. in gold doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket either.
4: Simple, too. Just text MBCR
2: to 989898. For a free information kit. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers.
3: Go ahead. Let the pros at Birch Gold Group show you how easy it is to protect your finances, hedge against inflation, and whatnot through precious metals. Text MVCR to 989898 for that free info kit.
4: Yeah, one more time. That's MVCR to 989898. They'll get you started.
3: All right. Got to get to another
2: news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Nimrod's in the news today. Oh, it's a porta-potty. It's a senior citizen. It's not good. Straight ahead.
10: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well
7: Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt
6: can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hue Yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks.
5: Jackson
8: Yeah!
6: And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Yeah. So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson yeah.
2: right the markley van camp and robbins show Jamie markley david van camp
3: scott robbins got to get the nimrods in the news news update david van camp well i'm sorry but you you brought something up about uh boeing 737 airplanes well he said yeah we may have holes that may not have been drilled
2: exactly to requirements but it's not an immediate flight safety issue Okay, if you're putting together some crappy furniture at home and you don't get the screws in exactly the way it's set in the directions, you can get by with that. But when you had a door fly off a plane... Yeah, that's a problem. Just a few weeks yeah. back, oh, yeah. may not have been drilled exactly to requirements. Eh. Yeah, close enough.
3: Good enough. Yeah, it's close. I don't think people are going to be trusting that. Yeah. I, that.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins
2: show.
9: I love the poorly educated.
2: Oh, this is terrible. Nimrods in the News. Might have to get out the uh, public caning when this one's done. All right. 65-year-old guy, Stefano Chiato. Out on his daily walk through the park in Denver yeah, late last week. Uh, had to use a restroom. Spotted a port john Goes in. Sure. Okay. Um, before he finished up, though, he felt it shaking a little bit. oh Thought, Why, we got workers trying to pick this up? Thinking it's empty? Oh, no. No, that wasn't it. It was some teenagers. Thought it'd be fun to tip it over while he was in there. Oh, no, see? And they did. Oh, no. It's so, it's gross. Golly. Also hurt his back in the fall. Yeah. He is feeling better. A man and his son saw it happen, helped him get out. And they're the ones who said the teenagers did it. And they could be potentially facing charges. Get a camera on that. They catch these guys. Who is all in favor of the public caning? I am. Yeah, I'm good. good. All right. Geez. Do that to somebody? No. And that's Nimrod's in the news.